The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. You're in the marketplace of liberty. The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, baby, it's cold outside. And I'm talking in Dallas, Texas, by the way. It was funny as I watched the evening forecast last night. Yes, this is a political radio show. But you would have thought the world was coming to an end in Dallas, Texas, as it's going to get down to... 28 degrees oh my goodness but look record-breaking winter cold and don't worry the climate explainers have it all covered and i have to tell you if you're not paying attention to donald trump's twitter account you should be welcome to the conservative cartel this saturday morning is i am live from the Nine Line Apparel studios on the blaze radio network if you'd like to be part of the program today you can give the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline a call, 888-900-3393 is how you reach me today. Matt Locke, the voice of liberty, and this morning, on my left, Chris X from Chris X Radio, guest host for the first hour. He has come all the way from the great city of Houston. Right there, kids. Sporting his Houston Astros shirt, for those of you watching on the Conservative Cartel Facebook live stream or on our, our YouTube channel. But... It's cold. It's even cold in Houston. This is weird. <laughs> I mean, it is unbelievably cold. And as I'm watching the news last night, my wife's been down here this last week. She came down to visit me. On, on We're rolling around Dallas. We stayed downtown. We hit some shops, some restaurants, did some stuff. You know, to us in Indiana, Fort Wayne, Indiana, Midwestern guy, this is not cold. Yeah, you're a northern guy. This you, is... yeah. And all of our friends, it's funny, all of our friends are sending us pictures of snow. Uh, the, the the program director at News Talk 1190, whoa, whoa, she's out in Pennsylvania. They got 55 inches of snow. That is crazy. And, and, and the funny thing, why I started the program off, the, the funny thing to me is you've got a liberal socialist party that wants you to believe that global warming is causing snow. It's global warming. And that the ice caps are melting and, oh, my God, the world's coming to an end. Matt, Al Gore told you, global warming makes it colder. Did you know that was in 2006 that Al Gore said that by in, in less than what, five? Because remember, Rush Limbaugh had the countdown clock. Yeah, I remember that. And it was going to be five or ten years. I don't remember how the long. The polar ice caps melted like he predicted, right? Right. They're all melted and gone and whatnot, and the world has come to an end while he uh, rolls around that 35,000-square-foot mansion of a small <laughs> the army. The polar bears. The poor polar bears. But i, I got to tell you, I, I ran across an article, and I want to jump into this here in the first, the first hour. Hey, wait, before you... You go into this okay so here's what's happening that's i know you're from up north and this is not cold i want to see you a picture of you you need to tweet it out on the cartel or oh whatever boy, here we go tomorrow night or the next night when it gets down in the teens here because it's going to be a little different then i want to see if it's cold to you then because well, if it's cold then then I, it still may be nothing to you but well it, that's it, freezing to us down here and i in even houston i mean more yeah. you know dallas is more northern texas yeah but houston's more southern i mean you guys are probably at this time of the year 
what, 55, 60? Normally, yeah, 55. Yeah. And it's supposed to get down in the 20s, maybe. Whew. And for the thing about Houston, now we're up here, up here in Dallas and Fort Worth area, you guys are still, it's dry up here. Yeah. We have 100% humidity every yeah. day of the year because we're on the coast. Yeah. So when it gets down to 25 and it's 100% humidity, it feels like it's 40 below. It's cold, <laughs> especially to us because we're not used to it. Oh. But it gets, it's just that wet cold. We were out yesterday, and, and, and we were doing some running around, and, and we went to Whataburger because when you come to Texas, oh, I took yeah. my wife to Whataburger. you got to go to Whataburger, right? Are you a Whataburger fan? I love it. All right, you're, uh, you're official. We welcome you to By Texas. the way, I love Whataburger, and I had to take the wife over, and we enjoyed oh, that. But as we were sitting there eating lunch yesterday. Oh, wait, wait. Look, W for Whataburger or white supremacy. <laughs> take your pick. The Jewish kid in the picture is apparently a white supremacist. The Jewish kid in the picture. But we're sitting there eating lunch yesterday. And this tour bus pulls up, this big coach pulls up. And of course, I'm wearing my house day hat because they won last night, beat the snot out of USC, and it looked awful, but we won. But this big tour bus pulls up, and all of these Ohio State people get off the bus. And I mean, they're wearing shorts, they're wearing uh, uh, sweatpants. I mean, they're like, whoa, look at it down here. We came from Ohio. And then we were listening to the radio coming in, and one of the guys on the radio is like, you know, I had some friends come in from Ohio, and they're just giggling at me about how cold it is down here, <laughs> which is kind of funny. But the reason I'm getting yeah. to all of this, I, ha- I, have, a, I have a reason. I, ha- I, have, I have a direction. Donald Trump, like him, hate him, fact that he tweets, that he uses tw- I mean, this guy is masterful. When it comes to how he plays the left, and I think you said it best this morning, Trump got his laser pointer out. You ever had a laser pointer out with the cat or dogs and and just kind of, you know, moved it around and watched those animals just go after it? Donald Trump has the laser pointer out, and he is directing the left everywhere he wants to go, and he knows every button to push. Someone made that analogy a while back, and it's dead on. It's li- his Twitter account is the laser pointer for the cat of the Democrat Party because they there's there was a, another meme I saw, and it was I think it was from that old TV show, The Naked Gun or whatever. And it shows it says at the top it says every time Trump tweets, it shows a guy running through on fire. There's papers going everywhere. The building is shaking. The world goes crazy every time he tweets, and the left hasn't figured out what he's doing yet. No, he's manipulating them. He is using he is using every bad habit and every freak out they have at the world's ending and using guess him and he goes to Twitter. He goes to Twitter on the twenty eighth, so two days ago. So on Thursday, he says in the East, it could be the coldest, all in caps, by the way, New Year's Eve on record. Believe me. Believe me. (laughs) Perhaps we could use a little bit of that good old global warming that our country, but not other countries, was going to pay trillions of dollars to protect against. Bundle up. I mean, you're so right. Look, I mean, line, I mean sinker, they he fell for it. played the left, and oh my God, it was a liberal freak out. Oh, every God. social justice warrior, every liberal snowflake, oh my God, Donald Trump, what's he doing? Let's take away Twitter. This guy's crazy. We need to impeach him. Wait, Matt turned into Mr. Bill. That's pretty good. I'm not going to lie. There good. you go. It's that was pretty good. I love it. <laughs> but it's, it's, but it's, it's true. That's, yeah. that's a good liberal voice, by the way. Thank you. It really is. I try hard. I don't, do, I don't do the impressions like you. I can't do Donald Trump, but I get the high squeaky voice. You know, I get into that stuff. But you've got a liberal left party that are tweaked by every little thing Donald Trump does. A good example, I made the joke early on. Did you see the picture with everybody giving the thumbs up except one kid was given the okay sign? 
Have you seen the picture? I have not. Okay, there's a White House picture that was released. It's Trump, but it's all the pages and, I guess, interns and kids were. And sure enough, I think it was a 4chan report said uh, there was a false report that that is a white supremacy. Oh, this God. Is, this is for white, and this is for power. P. Oh, of course it is. Turns out the kid's Jewish, and it was the OK sign because that was what Trump was doing <laughs> earlier. But once again, every, that's that's white supremacy uh, now. So well, I, I, gave a, for, I was doing the Whataburger, and it turned into white supremacy. I mean, uh, just... Everything he does, like like you said, well, your point. Uh, right. Everything he does is racist. They go, they lose their minds. Well, our good friend of the program, Chad Prather, who's out on tour. He was out in Wyoming yesterday, and he's now in Tulsa, Oklahoma tonight. He came out with a two minute video of of how everything is racist. So if you haven't seen it yet, go to the Conservative Cartel page. I put it up there. I don't know, three or four days ago. But that is the society that we're now living in. We're now living in a society where everything that is done has to be somehow related to racism. Everything's racist. Or, 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 or you're Islamophobic or you're xenophobic or you're... You're, you're racist for thinking about it. Yeah, I mean, it is crazy no, it's how... Cra- I, 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 it's, it's unbelievable. Look, got a great show today. I've got some articles here. Chris is going to be with us for the first hour. And then it's going to be just little old me. I didn't next. even know I was going to be here today, no. so I'm pumped to just he, be here for a little bit. He just dropped in. We put him behind the camera and said, let's go, Chris. We know you can talk. It's only four hours away from here. So I just showed up. Yeah, no, actually, you know. Actually, I showed up yesterday, and they were like, hey, stick around for a little bit. I was like, heck, yeah, I can hang out with you yes. guys. So the fun. new studio. He's seen, he's seen the new studio. Yeah. We got the new camera up. The lights are up. Boy, we're coming hard here. We're almost there. We got a new desk coming. And then it's going to be fantastic, by the way. But Believe me, it's going to be fantastic. We got Believe global me. warming. I, global. I want to talk some more Trump tweets. Anchor babies. I mean, I'm amazed at this story about anchor babies. You're going to want to stick around. And, and then, obviously, CNN has, is worrying about the fact that Donald Trump's playing golf on his Christmas break. Fake news. Oh, Believe my me. God. CNN. The government news. might shut down. DACA in the wall. We've got the can kick down the road. January 19th, Armageddon hits. Trump is unchained, and China is now trying to lower taxes to compete with the United States. I know, the world's freaking out. You said that wrong. It's China. There you go. And in an hour three, by the way, Diane from PatriotRetort.com, good friend of the program. Love her stuff. Use it a ton. She's going to join us at 1115 Eastern Standard Time, so you're going to want to tune in along with uh, Farmer's Markets Are Racist and Chromosomes Don't Determine Your Sex. Racist. Oh, wait, science. Sexist. Science deniers. I'm telling you it's crazy, but don't go anywhere, Chris X. In studio with yours truly, Matlock, the conservative cartel rolls on this Saturday morning. You're listening to the conservative cartel with Matlock and Rocky Stucci. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Don't worry, the Climate Explainers have it covered. Does record-breaking winter cold cast doubt on climate predictions of milder winters? Could any weather or climate shift cast doubt on the dominance of that wicked little trace molecule? Apparently not, according to leading 
climate explainers. It's cold outside, but it doesn't mean that climate change isn't real. Welcome back to the Conservative Cartel. Matt Locke, your voice of liberty, running live here from the Nine Line Apparel Studios on the Blaze Radio Network. You want to be part of the program this morning. Love to hear your thoughts. Climate change, Donald Trump's tweets, playing golf, his Christmas vacation. You can give me a call on the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, 888-900-3393. In studio this morning, to my left. Chris X from Chris X Radio is guest hosting with me for the first hour. We've got him. We're going to use him. But, Chris, we were talking about this in the first segment. We, we always get sidetracked, and we start talking about stuff, and the next thing you know, yeah. the segment's over. But we, we've got the left screaming and yelling that the polar ice caps are melting, that our... Use of gas, petrol, uh, any kind of fossil fuel is destroying the environment. But yet here we are, literally most of the United States is seeing record cold temperatures and will be the supposedly the, the most record cold in New York City for New Year's Eve tomorrow night. The problem is, Matt, <laughs> is the planet have a fever, okay? <laughs> Al Gore told us the planet had a fever and it was going to get warmer, but that's going to make it colder. And the polar ice caps were going to have melted by now, which they haven't. And I figured just from his two massive estates that burn up more fuel and fossil fuel and electricity than the rest of the country combined would have at least done that. But it turns out, no, it's not really global warming. That's global cooling, which was the original. Climate change. Climate change. I prefer to use a term called global swarming. Because that's what they're doing. They swarm on their hot topic issue, yeah. and they run like hell. And they're not going to stop. They're no. They're going to back off. Well, and they have scientists like this guy. I've You're got... a climate change denier. You're a Holocaust denier, Matt. Uh, I know. It's terrible. This Jonathan Overpeck. I mean, the left will go out, and if you give scientists enough money, they'll come up with the right conclusion. And this Jonathan Peck, he, he says, the weather is probably being caused at least in part by global warming. Now, he's a climate scientist at the University of Michigan. <laughs> Nobody likes Michigan. That's why I like Ohio State. But anyway, the, he said, here's what Mr. Peck says. The Arctic is warming much faster than most of the planet, leading to a dramatic decline in the amount of sea ice that covers the region each, win each winter. That loss of ice has allowed more heat to transfer from the ocean to the atmosphere, causing a weakening of the polar vortex across the Arctic. And those winds usually insulate the rest of the norm northern hemisphere from freezing Arctic temperatures. Now, let me, let me talk about this. In the same sentence, this dude said that it was warming and then it was freezing. In yeah. the same sentence. Yeah, well, he's a Democrat, right? Well, yeah, he's a scientist. Okay. I mean, you got to believe the scientists because they're, they do all this research paid by the government. There is a list of over 3,000 scientists that have confirmed on flawed data that global warming exists. Okay, it's global climate change, as you mentioned. They change the words every so often to make sure it fits when it gets colder. And what happens is this list of 3,000 scientists, they went back and researched them, and it turns out that all 3,000 of them received government funding no. from the very same groups that have pushed global warming, despite the fact that none of their computer models, which were all flawed and came up with faulty evidence, they literally threw out the evidence and went, yeah, we just know it's happening. Well, and, and I, I did a story about this back, oh my gosh, it's probably... Uh, eight, nine months ago now, where I work in ag. 
It was warmer then, by the way. Well, it was warmer then. Global warming was setting in. I, I work in agriculture, and we have weather stations all over the United States. Yeah. I mean, you've got tons of, I mean, you go to weather.com, AccuWeather. How do you think they get all that data? They have all these weather stations. They're all over the country. Well, when they started registering this data, Chris, like 40% of these weather stations didn't record data, so they just made it up. Why not? That's what Democrats do with everything these days. And and, and I, I broke this story about seven, eight months ago. And it's like, okay, you took 40% of the data and you made it say what you wanted it to say. Well, the problem is, Matt, we live in a time where fake news, believe me, fake news. Uh, the Democrat Party's learned, and I, I think I said this last time I was on the program. You had Harry Reid who said that Mitt Romney didn't pay his taxes. Yes. And then when afterwards, when it turned out he did pay his taxes and was more philanthropic than the entire Democrat Party combined, they went through and he said, well, do you feel bad? Do you want to apologize to Mitt Romney? He went, no. Yeah. It, why? He said, it worked, didn't it? In other words, the facts don't matter to these people. No. They're pushing their agenda at all costs, and they've made it very clear. And, and a great example of that was this week when, you know, Trump is an anti-Semite and a racist oh. and all of those terrible yeah. things he is. Well, it turned out, did you hear about what he said about all Haitians have AIDS? That's what he said, according to an unconfirmed source, which I saw on CNN, NBC, ABC. Oh, of course you did. They ran with it, and then there was another thing that he said about something else. And then they went and interviewed everyone that was in on that meeting, and everyone said, no, absolutely, he didn't say anything close to that. And then, But what they did is they ran for an entire day with that story, and then now it's gone. Oh, but, yeah, but and the cycle's that, over. It, it, they don't care that it's fake. No. The, and, and, and they may go back and retract it. Maybe. But maybe. And I've seen them do that with stories, too. They'll come out with a story, and then eight hours later, they're like, oh, my bad. Yeah. But by then, you're out in front of the public. By then, you've got people in, in, in the loop. You've got people, oh, my God, did you see what CNN said today? Yeah. Oh, did you? And then, and then it spreads, and social media is it, it, like Tinder. Every week for this last year, it's coming up on, what, 50 weeks now or almost 52 weeks now, is we've had every week there has been a bombshell story they've covered from Russian collusion mm -hmm. to this, to that, to anti-Semitism, to racism, to the, everything. This, and it turns out every week it's been false. Trump keeps on winning. Believe me, he keeps on winning. Well, the, the reason he does is because these clowns, you think, oh, well, are they just incompetent? They're not incompetent. Oh, no. They're doing this for a reason. Yeah. The reason why 95% of his coverage is all negative it is a 180 from the last eight years which was a 180 from the previous eight years under yep. bush remember bush was hitler oh yeah bush was hitler for Hated eight years jews i mean he was terrible for the country i mean global warming we were going to explode i mean it was going to blow up the hanging chad i mean you had al gore come out of that whole deal i mean here we are again you're so right i mean it, history this is why the democratic party wants to erase history yeah. because if you go back you just magnificently put that into view of what's going on because the eight years of George Bush, it was 95% negative coverage of George oh, Bush. Yeah. And then Obama comes along and it's like 99% coverage. Good. It was actually 82% positive coverage. Oh, numbers are hard. Newsbusters went and broke them down. Exactly. <laughs> and then right back to 90% hating Donald Trump. Well, this we is for a Hitler, reason. We went from Hitler to the Savior, Obama. Right, the Messiah. Now we're back to Hitler, that Hitler that just declared Jerusalem as our embassy because Hitler was a big fan of the Jews. Everybody knows oh, that. Oh, they were good buds, let me yeah. tell you. But the, the funny thing is, I kind of unhooked this week. You know, I was a little bit on vacation, kind of unplugged from some news, took some time off, got the brain recharged because January 2nd, the cartel's back with full force during the week, Monday through Friday. But I saw a story that just perplexed me. Israel. 
is naming their high-speed train station depot at, at, at one of their walls after Trump. I mean, they. I mean, he's so terrible for these Jews. Oh, he's awful. Oh my God, he's, he's Hitler. Aw- I mean, he's literally unbelievable. Hitler. But now you saw. I, I can't remember who it was, but now other countries are coming out, and they're going to move their embassies. Yeah, there are ten to, others looking to Jerusalem. To Jerusalem. And you know, I, I put a tweet out this week and said, you know what? Finally, America is back in the lead. Yeah. We're back to having leadership that leads. And takes care of stuff, and now all these countries are falling in line behind us. Did you ever see that with Barack Obama? No, it's pretty clear from one year in with uh, President Trump. Like him, hate him, whatever you do. He is a leader. He is a actual leader, and we're seeing it because he doesn't follow the rest of the world, which is no. what we did. He is leads, and he does what he's going to do, and America first. Absolutely. And somehow that's that's white supremacy now. It's racist. It's racist. It's racist. It's bigoted. It, it, you're a xenophobe. You hate gays. Somehow you got to be somewhere in a phobia this or is an racism. Ism. This is yeah, racism oh, now, white supremacy. Unbelievable. But, but I, every fake story, like I said, the fa- the bad thing was that I, I worked in news media. I've I worked in radio and I've worked right. in, in you know television news stations. I've been around, so I've done this. I've seen it. The the I guess what you would call journalism doesn't exist anymore. Oh no, it's now it's about headlines, it's clicks, it's this, it's that. Well, yeah, and they're going through, and the facts don't matter. They'll come back. They might do a retraction, but as I was talking about that story earlier, they're going to run with literally fake news. Unlike literally Hitler, like the clown said about Trump, uh, but they'll run with fake news literally all day, and then they they may do a quote correction, they may do a retraction, and if they do, it's going to be a blip compared to something because they know that most people, because I see it on social media, I've got friends of all flavors, mm-hmm. they'll go through there, they will run all day, and all these people believe everything that has ever come up about Trump. Yep, the left takes them literally, as we say. Oh, I'm literally <laughs> right now, right now. I'm in a Twitter back and forth with this liberal, and I don't block anybody from my Twitter. You're definitely not a Democrat. You know, look, I'll have the debate, but this guy is trying to tell me that Trump is the worst president ever, that nobody's going to get any taxes back, that we're all screwed, that Donald Trump is embezzling against the United States because he stays at Mar-a-Lago and charges the country twice as much as it should be kind of stuff, and he's just putting money in his pocket. And It's like, you know what, guys? Barack Obama, and look, there's no comparison here, but Barack Obama, being president is hard. Let's just call this what it is. Barack Obama would go on vacation to Hawaii for 21 days. And him, this and his, him and his wife would take separate airplanes and separate entourages. And look, he's the president. You're, you're entitled. It's Christmas. It, you you want to be with your family. Trump is not leaving the country. He's going to one of his own properties. So the guy's successful. I mean, he's going to stay at his own property. I am sure if I had if if I had to bet, I bet Trump is not charging the government near what he does charge for a normal person. If you really want to have fun with this guy, ask him uh, how he feels about the Clintons going through and charging you know the little separate Secret Service home oh, for the government in Chappaqua. That's they've yeah. got the separate home and how much they charge them yeah. just enough to cover their mortgage yep. and that kind of stuff. The, uh, debating with a. There is no this. debate. The, well, debating, first of all, there is no debate. And right. A good example was Ben Shapiro this last week oh, with yeah. Rosie O'Donnell. Yep, yep. Uh, you saw that, but he, anytime you try to engage, or Ted Cruz with Mark Hamill, yep. you try to engage in facts and debate, they come back and they insult you, yep. and then she, quote, sexually harassed him, yep. and his response, hashtag me too, could not have been any yeah. better. <laughs> ben Shapiro was so great. He is so smart. But trying to debate with, with a Democrat or a liberal online, it's it, there's a term, I think, the, you know, tug on Superman cape and yeah. you don't spit into the wind exactly don't go anywhere we're just getting started this hour donald trump's playing golf cnn box truck 
fake news. Stick around. We're going to talk about it on the other side. Chris X, Matt Locke, the Conservative Cartel. The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Conservative Cartel, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, it's that time again. Our new segment here on the Conservative Cartel, honoring our heroes. And it once again, it does me, it's with a heavy heart. And these, these men and women are, are fine individuals. And today, our hero is Officer Andrew J. Camarilli. Camel Airy Sr. I want to say his name right. Camel Airy Sr. Uh, he was killed when his patrol car was struck by a drunk driver on I-880 near Route 92 in Hayward. That's in California. He and his partner were parked on the shoulder of the freeway when the vehicle struck the rear of their patrol car at a high rate of speed shortly before midnight. Officer Camel Airy who was in the passenger seat, suffered fatal injuries in the collision. His partner was treated and released from a local hospital. The driver who struck them was also injured and faces numerous charges pending his release from the hospital. Now, Officer Camilleri has served with the California Highway Patrol for 16 months. Young fella. He is survived by his wife, daughter, two sons, parents, brother, and sister. I mean, this guy was 33 years old. Badge number 21653, one year and four months on duty, end of watch, Sunday, December 24th, Christmas Eve, 2017. It just goes to show you, drunk drivers, it's a sad thing we have in this country. He did, Unfortunately, the drunk driver normally walks away with very minimal injuries. I hope he is prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. It was in California. I don't want to jump to conclusions about anything, so I won't. But we here at the conservative cartel, our our condolences, our thoughts and prayers go out to Officer Andrew Camilleri and his family. You know, we, we, we wish them the best. Hopefully they can get through this tough period. And we respect the fact, sir, that you gave your life doing what you wanted to do. So Godspeed from the conservative cartel. It's just sad that we report that, but are honoring our heroes, Andrew J. Camilleri Sr., California. But uh, sad, Chris, sad. It's sad to watch these. We watch as Black Lives Matter. We, we, we watch as these groups, Antifa. We watch these police officers do a very tough job. We're down here in Dallas. I remember about a year or so ago, the shooting of them. It's a tough job, so we salute them. We honor them, and we do that every Saturday morning and Wednesday Wednesday afternoon on the Conservative Cartel. So thank you. Um, this is the Conservative Cartel, by the way. We are live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios here on the Blaze Radio Network. If you want to be part of the program, would love to hear your opinion. The Black Rifle Coffee Hotline is open. 888-933-93 is the number to call in. Um, Donald Trump, President Donald Trump, Chris, is on vacation. 
It's Christmas. We're staying with, you know, family. Never doing anything on vacation. I I know. It's crazy. I mean, he's actually celebrating the holidays. Uh, Merry Christmas was on the the official Christmas card out of the White House. You know, my wife's down here in Dallas from Indiana. We're spending Christmas together. Oh, my God. This is what family and people do. Why Christmas racist? But uh, Donald Trump, who owns many properties, by the way, is playing golf. You know, it's nice to see the reporters are covering a president who plays golf again. I, I know. Remember it, that was a big deal during Bush? Yeah. And then, I mean, and then that last president who played more golf than any other president in history never really got covered. They didn't want to talk about it. But now they're back to talking about well, golf again. And I remember, it is a funny thing about this story, because CNN, Clinton Network News, News Network, whatever you want to call it. Fake news, I like to call it. They have spent the last three days <laughs> trying to capture Donald Trump on a golf course. And I find it comical because, like you said, our last president, and I don't care, you know, when you're president, you're always president. If you're playing golf, if you're at a theater production, if you're in Germany on an overseas visit, you're always president. You've got people, you're tuned in, all that stuff. So I didn't really care much that Obama played golf. It was just the way that he handled himself, like when uh, Daniel Pearl, lost his life, where's Barack Obama? He's in Martha's Martha's Vineyard playing golf, you know, or when terrorist attacks happen or the Pulse nightclub or, you know, it seemed like Obama was very lackadaisical and didn't care about it. And the thing that it struck me, I don't know if you remember or not, but I remember a story back where Obama made the press pool. He, he, he like made him go to the, the cafeteria or something. They couldn't follow him. Yeah. On the golf course. They couldn't record him. They couldn't tape him. And what did they do as good little lemmings? They, they didn't follow him. <laughs> no, they didn't. But I'll tell you what. The press would have a coronary if Donald Trump did that. So here's the big scoop. I, I mean, this is unbelievable. I'm even telling you about this story. CNN's quest to uncover an explanation for why a truck blocked the view of President Trump's golf course in West Palm Beach, Florida on Wednesday stretched into a third day, and the network appears to have made a critical discovery. It was put there by Donald Trump, that racist guy. Oh, my God. Breaking news, faking news, I like to call it. It is amazing to me. I'm a journalism major. This is what irritates me more than anything. I have a communications degree with an emphasis in journalism. What does this have to do with the hill of beans of what anything's going on? It's Christmas. Matt, let me mansplain something to you, okay? All right, all right. I'm going to mansplain you do that. this to you. During the Bush administration, for just the very same reason you mentioned, when something bad happened, if a president was playing golf, it looked really bad, especially when all of the major news networks, including fake news, CNN, they covered it ad nauseum, so much so that he quit playing golf because it looked so bad. Then the next president got in, Mr. Obama, that they loved him. They really didn't cover it, and they didn't care, and they let him play all the golf, in fact, more than anyone else, and they were totally cool with it. But then now we have Trump, who's president, and they're covering it again. Now, they're specifically covering it, one, to try to make him look bad to get him to stop playing golf because they want to destroy anything that he does that he might enjoy because they hate him. That's right. But then have you noticed they cover him very strategically? Until this week was the first time I saw him take a golf swing. And I was talking, a friend of mine pointed this out. He goes, you notice they always show Trump on the golf course, but you never see him swing. Well, now I know why. I saw him swing. He's got a great golf swing. Well, the dude's like a four handicap. 
Well, and, the, and, and you know, the funny thing is, yeah. it, 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 I, I laugh at this because you were talking about this this morning, which is I, I like to play golf. My wife and I play golf back at home. I love to play golf. I'm about a 15 handicap. I mean, I'm an average golfer. Barack Obama was about a 20 handicap. You never saw his little limp-wristed swing. Sorry, I had to get that out there. I yeah. always told my buddies, I have to have a better handicap than Barack Obama. You're so racist the, for that. I, well, yeah, because <laughs> I'm competitive. But it was funny. You're right, because Donald Trump can bomb a golf ball at 70 years old. And logically, he's a billionaire. The guy was rich. He was raised on a golf course. Sure he, he owns four of them uh, or whatever it is. Whatever, or more. or more. So the guy's been schooled by the best in the world. Sure he has. And, he, and I watched his swing. He's a 73-year-old dude. He gets full extension, and he crushed that golf ball. Oh, yeah. And they're not going to – but look – they're not going to cover, and I'm talking well, there, the, the mainstream media. The power the, looks the, good. They don't want you They to don't see want that. it. They don't no. want you to see. And that's the funny thing we've been talking about, Chris. We've got a leader in the White House, and it irritates the mainstream media. They have to dig. They have to go after him. I'm going to spend all of our two talking about what's to come in 2018 with Donald Trump because I'm telling you right now, every article I read, He's just getting started. Oh, he is just getting started. By the way, CNN is going to cover good things. Like Don Lemon, did you see the breaking news last week? No. When he covered that Donald Trump, quote, drinks 12 Diet Cokes oh, a day. Oh, I did see and that. It, My bad. We've learned that that obviously leads to dementia. Therefore, he's crazy. Therefore, he's disqualified. That's well, their logic. I, I mean, it was funny. Like I told you, I am debating this liberal on Twitter. In the the last thing out of the conversation, we've been going back and forth about tax reform, which you're going to get more money in your pocket. Oh, my God, that's crazy. That's terrible. I, hate I it. know. I hate it. But in the end, his last statement was, well, he's going to be impeached <laughs> once the Dems take back over the House. And it's like you're, you, you can't impeach someone because you don't like them. That you got to have grounds. For impeachment, and of course, we hear about the 25th Amendment that, you know, Trump is not mentally capable because of all that saccharin he's drinking, I guess. <laughs> or I don't think it's saccharin anymore. I think it's aspartame now. Oh, it's aspartame. My yeah. bad. Saccharin, you're still, aspartame. You're still drinking, what was that, the saccharin cola? I don't know. The one from the 70s. I don't know which, which uh, millennium you're in over here. I hate diet pop, okay. diet soda, or diet Coke here in Texas. Everything's a Coke. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a Coke. It's not a Sprite or a Dr. Pepper. It's a Coke. And then they Cokes. ask you what kind of Coke you want. What kind of Coke you want? And I'm like, a Coke's a Coke. See, when you say pop, I know you're from up north. Yeah, pop, here. pop, soda. What, right. you want? what kind of Coke you want? You want Dr. Pepper? You right. want Pepsi? What kind of Coke you and want? And that to me is odd. I, I'm like, why don't you just tell me what a Dr. Pepper? I mean, because that's what it is. And then, of course, producer Ron's like, do they have Dr. Pepper in Indiana? <laughs> I'm like, I don't live on the moon. Don't, doesn't everybody have Dr. Pepper? Comes from Texas. Right, right, Man, right. So I don't even drink Dr. Pepper. Get, so. Getting sidetracked, but look, Donald Trump played golf. They parked a box truck in front of Hedges so they couldn't see him, and the liberal media had kittens. Now, got one more story here, and we're going to let Chris X go after this next segment. Man, we're already done. I know. I'm done. Anchor babies in the U.S. You're going to want to stick around. Because this is a crazy story. The conservative cartel this Saturday rolls on. The conservative cartel will return on the Blaze Radio Network.
This is the Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, the number of United States-born children who were given birthright citizenship despite at least one of their parents being an illegal alien living in the country now outnumbers one year of all, all American births. I want you to think about this for a second. Anchor babies. Oh, there we are again. He races again. Anchor babies this year outnumbered births american citizen births in this country welcome back to the conservative cartel your voice of liberty matlock right alongside a guest host chris x we are live from the nine line apparel studios here on the blaze radio network glad that you found us on your internet device or your radio dial if you want to be part of the program the black rifle coffee hotline triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three want to give a quick shout out wddq 92.1 out of valdosta georgia wjhc Talk 107.5 out of Jasper, Florida, and WLBB 1330 out of Carrollton, Georgia. Thank you for finding us on your radio dial. You can find us on the Conservative Cartel Facebook page or on the Cartel YouTube channel on the live video stream. Coming up in hour three, just in a couple hours here, got Diane from PatriotRetort.com. Fantastic lady. We're going to talk to her about all things snarky political. She's fantastic. I use a lot of PatriotRetort.com for show prep. She's so, so good from New York, by the way, one of the few Republicans in New York or conservatives, but uh, she's a good one from up north. I'll tell you that right she now. She is Matt. fantastic. I love she it. Is. I, wish I, could, I wish I could do impersonations. <laughs> all I can do is get squeaky. I get a little squeaky, get a little fired up, get a little loud, get a little high, you know, all that. Ooh. <laughs> Well, well, you're starting to move to the left. We're not in Colorado, folks, but <laughs> there we go. But Anchor Babies, Anchor Babies, a new Congressional Budget Office report reveals the booming number of U.S.-born children to illegal aliens who are given automatic, automatic citizenship, forever anchoring their families in the USA. Now, Trump has talked about chain migration. Trump has talked about building a wall. And the reason I wanted to bring this article to bear this morning is because we've watched as our Congress has pushed this spending bill, which isn't even a bill. It's a continuing resolution. The, the United States hasn't been under a budget in like 10 years. We don't Normally, I'm going to give you a little civics lesson here. Normally, we have 12 appropriations bills. And, and we do those throughout the year, and they're to budget certain departments of the government. Well, now all we do is we do these great big omnibus, craptastic bills that throws everything in, or we do a continuing resolution because no one in Washington can do their job. Yeah. It's amazing. So we sit here and we watch as we pay these men and women a lot of money, they get a lot of money slipped into their pockets from lobbyists and special interests, and we're staring right down the barrel. I've been saying this for months now. I mean, in October, we were supposed to have a spending bill, and what did they do? Trump's like, well, you know, he said they signed the bill to put it off till December, right before Christmas. Well, we can't be Scrooges, so we, we've got to do a continuing resolution through to January. Now, January 19th. January 19th. I mean, today is the 30th of December. We got one more day in this great year, which, by the way, where did 2017 go? Crazy. It's been a great year of radio, gone. by the way. No, gone. Unbelievable. Been a great year. I'm going to talk a little bit about that in hour two. But here we are, staring down the barrel 
of another government shutdown. Every time the Republicans are always shutting down the government. Well, I know. And that is the same card that the left plays continuously. Remember when that junior Senator Ted Cruz from Texas shut down the entire government? Oh, I know. All by himself? He, what a, what a, a monster. He was an absolute monster. Should have been pitchforked and tried at the stake. But this time it was the Republicans are in charge, so they're shutting down the government right. again, which it didn't shut down. Right. But nonetheless, you notice that narrative? They're yes. good. Yes. And, and the thing is, Schumer, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi. I call him Schmuck Schumer to refer to what you were talking getting yeah, high. Amy, Amy Schumer's uncle. Yeah. I mean, we, we get to the point where the left plays this tired old thing, and I get to the point as an everyday average citizen because, you know, we're not smarter than common sense here on the conservative cartel. You know, I don't pretend to be a politician because they kill me. I mean, I literally would get in a fist fight on the floor of the House or the Senate because these people are idiots. And here, and here we are. The, first of all, they're not doing their job. Secondly, we've got a continuing resolution that just keeps kicking the can down the road. We've got almost $21 trillion in debt. I mean, think about that number for just a second. $21 trillion with a T, not with a B, not with an M, with a T. And yet here we are, January 19th. What do the liberals want? What do the Democrats want, Chris? They want amnesty for these poor deferred action on childhood arrivals. I mean, Wait you've got to have a heart. Well, doesn't that cost money? Yes, to but, the but they were billions. But hold on, but they were all against running up the federal deficit or the debt literally a week ago when the Republicans were trying to pass a tax. All of a sudden, they were fiscally conservative for about 25 seconds. Isn't that amazing, too, because Barack Obama, ran our national debt up by almost $10 trillion in eight years. And no one was worried about the debt on the left then. Oh, well, we, we've we already spent the money. we we got to pay our bills. Why would we? And now all of a sudden, the tax reform, oh, oh well, we can't have that because that's going to run up the deficit. $1.5 trillion. Oh, my God, it's Armageddon. And now here we are again. Here we are. I mean, this statistic is boggling because last year, Last year, I talked about this about two or three weeks ago, 116, 116, $116 billion last year on illegal aliens. How many walls could that build? Walls are racist. We build bridges. Oh, my gosh. Here we are. Yeah. That, that, you know, what's funny is, is all of them saying this. They build bridges. They don't build walls. And all of them have walls around their houses and their cars. And, and security. And every security and all that stuff. They don't care so much about you. You're not allowed to have a wall. No, or guns. They're allowed to have walls. But right. they're building bridges. It's Once again, I, I've, I've said this before, and I want to reiterate this before I take off here in a minute, is literally, and, and it's sad because 45 years ago it wasn't this way, but it's really gotten bad here in the last 20, 25 years. The Democrat Party has become a party of the truth doesn't matter anymore. No. That's very much a sign of people on the left. They don't care. The only truth that matters is the one that is going to push my agenda or make me do what, however it makes me feel. That's the only truth that matters. Facts don't matter to those people anymore. No, it's all feelings. It's all social justice. It's feelings. How can we take? And literally what it really boils down to, this whole Anchor Baby thing, I brought this up because this is a scary deal. When Anchor Babies start outnumbering the number of births by American citizens, we're being invaded. We're, we're being invaded. And, and this is a voter block for the left. I mean, if let's just put it this way. If illegal aliens were voting 70% Republican, the wall would already been built. Yeah. Because they funded the I mean, literally, our government put funds into the budget in 2006. That's 12 years ago now. It was there. If, if these illegals 
were voting Republican, that wall would be built because it is a narrative. It is a political position that only helps them. 70-80% of these illegals would vote for more welfare, more government handouts, more of yours and I's money who are hard hardworking, taxpaying citizens, we can't get away with that. And it's funny because the thing that the left wants to use, well, we can't rip apart these families. Um, they broke the law. Do you, guy goes out and robs a bank, holds it up, steals $300,000. Do you think that the left's going to go out and say, well, you can't break up his family? I mean, he broke the law, but oh my God, we can't throw him in jail because then his family's broken up. Yeah. But they don't see illegal immig- they don't see illegal aliens as breaking the law. They see them as well, they're leaving a ravaged homeland. They're leaving the strife. They want a better life. We're the best pl- we're the best country on the planet. They ought to be given a pass. And I'm telling you, we got just about a minute left. We've seen the social experiment out in California. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, it's all it is. You got a government that is just for lawlessness. Boy, they've made it very clear, especially in the the Kate Steinle verdict. Oh. Uh, unfortunately, the poor lady was killed by an illegal. Which actually, they they ruled the gun killed him, killed her, not the uh, not the illegal immigrant who had the gun. Yeah. So it's it, that kind of stuff. the The sad part is, you look at California, and uh, it's a, a great state actually, but the people who run it are out of their minds, and it's this the liberalism run amok. It's a it's a it, it, it's a good example because it is a state that is running themselves through the wall with debt and crazy. And you talk about these people that we, we want to we want to secede in California. They're not going to secede. See you later. If they had to actually fund themselves, you know what? That that, that state couldn't exist. Chris, quickly tell everybody where they can find you. Oh yeah, Chris X Radio, ChrisXRadio.com, Chris X on Facebook at Chris X Radio on Twitter. Follow me. I'll be back live next week starting on the second. Love it. Chris X, check him out. Love him. Love the fact he can sit in. The conservative cartel this Saturday morning rolls on. Don't go anywhere. Much more coming right up. This is the conservative cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. You're in the marketplace of liberty. The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, President Donald Trump delivered an ultimatum to Democrats regarding amnesty for DACA recipients, the Deferred Action on Childhood Arrivals, saying there would be no deal without further funding for the border wall. Now, here's Donald Trump. Once again, I talked about his Twitter account in the first hour. And I want to thank Chris X from Chris X Radio. Sitting in, guest hosting the first hour. Had a great time. I can't believe it's already gone. But Donald Trump came out, Twitter, on the 29th yesterday, Friday. And he says, look, the Democrats have been told and fully understand that there can be no DACA without the desperately needed wall at the southern border and an end to the horrible chain migration and ridiculous lottery system of immigration, etc. We must protect our country 
at all costs. Welcome back to the Conservative Cartel this Saturday morning. My name's Matt Locke, your voice of liberty. I am alive from the Nine Line Apparel Studios on the Blaze Radio Network. If you'd like to be part of the program this morning, you want to talk to me, you want to talk about anything we talked about in the first hour, you want to talk about the government shutdown, DACA, the wall, uh, Trump Unchained, we're going to get to all kinds of stuff in hour two. The Black Rifle Coffee Hotline. 888-900-3393 is how you get in touch with me. Would love to hear your thoughts, your comments, if that's what you would love to do. I'm so happy that you found us on your internet device or radio dial. You can find us on talkamericaradio.us. I didn't say that in the first hour. We are live there and we are replayed because the conservative cartel now is Monday through Friday. 3 to 5 Central Standard Time PM. So if you want to check out the Conservative Cartel Monday through Friday, you can on the Conservative Cartel Facebook page, which I'm currently on right now. So if you want to go over there and give it a like and a follow, that would be fantastic. And please share. We want to get the conservative word out to everyone who will listen. But look, I want to get into this here an hour or two. I want to talk about this. We started hitting on it. I started hitting on it with Chris X at the end of hour one. We've got this tired little game that the left likes to play. This is the one card that the Democratic Party has. We're going to shut the government down. We're going to shut the government down and we're going to blame it on you. And before, well, I would say always, not just before, always, this threat worked. We've got knock-kneed Republicans who have zero spines, and Chris X talked about this in the first hour, back when the government did shut down, poor Ted Cruz got blamed for it all. I mean, Ted Cruz, oh my God, Ted Cruz, he shut the whole thing down, it was crazy. But yet, here we are. We're back in the crosshairs, oh my gosh, I use crosshairs, we're going to shoot somebody, oh goodness. But we're not politically correct here, so it doesn't matter. But here we are. We're back to this thing January 19th. That's in 20 days. Less than three weeks. So three weeks from yesterday, Friday, the government is once again up against its spending limit. And $21 trillion in debt. It's astronomical. And and yet we've got politicians who just don't get it. And we always hearken back to Ronald Reagan. Reagan was a fantastic conservative president. The one thing that Reagan didn't do well, though, amnesty. Did he get buffaloed? Did he get hornswoggled? Did he get hogtied into amnesty? I don't know. I was a young man back when that happened. I mean, I was like 10, 11. But this is the one thing that Donald Trump ran on. Illegal immigration. Illegal aliens. This is a big deal. I was reading an article yesterday. It was kind of funny, and it's on my Facebook page. It's on the Conservative Cartel Facebook page. But it was about how the Democratic Party was in ruin and how you could resurrect the Democratic Party at the local level by doing such things. And I giggled because that's kind of the truth. I mean, the Democratic Party is in disarray, and here we are. Donald Trump runs on illegal immigration. And now we need to get that. If Donald Trump doesn't come through on that promise, we could be in humongous trouble. These are the promises that he made. But look, I'm going to get more into this. The Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, Rick, 
from San Antonio, Texas. Welcome to the Conservative Cartel. How are you today, sir? Good morning, sir, from San Antonio. And uh, yes, I was calling about the anchor babies living here in San Antonio. Uh, sure. A lot of the locals call it mini Mexico. Um, you know, if, if a drug dealer sells drugs and he gets robbed, he's not entitled to that money because he committed a, a criminal act. He can't go to court. He can't call the cops. And when these people come over here illegally and they have these babies, I don't think those babies should be entitled to the same citizenship, you know, that's, you know, protected by our constitution. If you're born here, you're, you're automatically a citizen. Right. But if you're here illegally, that should not apply. That's an illegal act. Right. And, you know, I'm not a lawyer. Uh, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a radio junkie. I listen to, you know, just about everybody I can listen to. But, I mean, from what my understanding of the law is, is when you commit a criminal act, you're not protected by the law. And, you know, these, if we send these babies back, all of them, all at once, no, it's not fair. And we need to say it's not fair. It is hurting their families. But that's a hardship they put on themselves right. by committing a crime. And if we if we send them all back, all of them back right now, it'll send a message and we will protect our country for many, many years to come because they will understand that we can't do this. If we come over there and we have a baby we're he's not going to be protected because what we're doing is against the law. Oh, and Rick, I and look, you've said it, Rick, you've said it very well. And that's the thing that the leftover looks is that they're breaking the law. The instance they step onto our soil and everybody wants to, you know, not everybody, the left, the Democratic Party wants you to think that we should just overlook that. Oh, well, they're just trying to get away from the strife and they're trying to get away from the horrible conditions. Um, how about you fix your country instead of coming to ruin ours? I mean, when my, last word here, Rick, I'll give you one last word and then I got to run. I'm a single father of two children. I have a 13-year-old daughter and a four-year-old son. I tried to put him in preschool this year. They were full. Um, and I found out that more than 75% of the children in preschool, in public school that's being paid for by my taxes, I'm at work right now, uh, is being paid for children who are here illegally. They do not have citizenship. And my son, who we're doing his preschool at home uh, through the Internet and, and getting him started so that way he'll be on, on tap when he gets in kindergarten. But, you know, that's crazy. My tax dollars are paying for, for children who should not be here. So my son is having to do without for these kids who should not be here. And my heart goes out to them. Right. But, you know, you want to talk about fair. Where's the fairness for my son? There isn't you any, know, Rick and Rick. For my children. Thank you for the call, Rick, there in San Antonio. He's, he's right. I mean, he's absolutely right. We've talked about this before. I hit on it in the first hour. $116 billion a year we spend on illegal aliens in this country. $116 billion, and we can't find $2 billion to build a wall. Of course we can. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again. If these illegal aliens voted Republican, the wall would already be built. But th this is the case out there. This is the real world out there. Education, health care, housing, food. These illegals, many of them, come in and live off of these systems. They live off these programs which steal 
from Americans, which steal from citizens who are paying taxes, who are paying property taxes to fund their schools, who are paying the taxes to fund the roads and the police department and the fire department. And you watch and you see all these things where you've got illegals working for cash, working under the table, who are gaming the system. And is it too far out of the reason? Is it too far out of ordinary thought to think that we should protect our country? And that we should build a border wall and be a sovereign nation and have the ability to say the United States of America, you know, you can feel bad. You, you, you can feel for these people. You can feel for their situation of what they're trying to get to. But try to sneak into Mexico. See how far you get trying to sneak into Mexico. They're not going to give you free food. They're not going to give you free housing. They're not going to give you education. They're not going to give you medical attention. They're going to throw you in jail. Look at the Marine that spent eight or nine, eight or nine months down there because he made a wrong turn at the border. This is insane. But look, lots more to get to because I've got an article here. And this is from Fox News, by the way. A presidency-defining moment. As Trump fights on the DACA amnesty bill coming in this January spending fight. So you're not going to want to miss this. I'm going to break it down. We're going to talk about some other things as well, like Trump being unchained in the new year. Stick around. The cartel rolls on. You're in the marketplace of liberty. The conservative cartel on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, a presidency-defining moment looms as all eyes on Donald Trump as DACA amnesty deal lurks in January spending fight. Now, here we go. President Donald Trump and congressional GOP leadership will put their governance, I know it's funny, and deal-making skills to the test in January when a nasty spending battle, likely to include some form of major immigration policy change, comes to fruition. Welcome back to the Conservative Cartel. My name is Matt Locke. I'm flying solo today. I'm your voice of liberty as I am live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios here on the Blaze Radio Network. If you'd like to be part of the program, like Rick was there in San Antonio, Texas, give me a call. The Black, Black Rifle Coffee Hotline is up and running. 888-900-3393 to get your opinion on the show. We'd love to hear from you on this Saturday, December 30th. I mean, this year is almost over. Unbelievable. And there's ice coming to Texas. Everybody's freaking out around here. I mean, my wife and I are like, where are we going to go for New Year's Eve? You know, what are we going to do? We got to get out of the house. And everybody's like, oh my God, you can't drive. I'm like, Christmas Eve. I go back Christmas Eve. Mind you, I fly out last Saturday right after the show. Fly back into Indiana. And of course, it snows six to eight inches of snow as I drive three hours across the state to a little town by the name of Lowell, Indiana, over by Chicago. And of course, we drove 50 mile an hour 
back and forth there in a snowstorm. And everybody's worried about a little bit of ice here in Texas. But I digress, by the way. Donald Trump, deferred action on childhood arrivals. Look, the DAPA, which was the deferred arrivals of the parent of the parents of the DACAs of the children, got thrown out because it was unconstitutional. DACA is the same damn bill. I mean, this is this is really crazy to me. It's the same bill, but yet you've got a Democrat party, Chucky Schumer, Nancy Pelosi. Where, oh my goodness, we have to feel for these illegals. And they're not illegals. They're undocumented citizens. I mean, let's get this right, you racist people out there. I mean, it's crazy what we're running into. And of course, it's a presidency-defining moment by the mainstream media. And, and, And here's the deal. Donald Trump ran on illegal immigration. I mean, it was the number one pillar in his campaign for presidency. So this is a defining moment. I will give them that. This is a defining moment because we've watched as these politicians have kicked this can down the road. I I mean, it's, it's crazy. In October, we were supposed to have a new whatever raise the debt limit, you know, we're at $21 trillion in debt kind of stuff. And what do they do? They do a continuing resolution until December 22nd. And then December 22nd comes and, oh, it's Christmas time. Oh, my goodness. Well, we it's, it's holidays. We can't. So they kick the can down the road until January 19th. At some point, we have to stop kicking the can down the road. At some point, they knew they need to do their job. I mean, we pay them $175,000 a year. Wouldn't you like to make $175,000 a year? Do absolutely nothing. They work like 120 days. I mean, they're off all the time. They're off right now. It, it's it's completely amazing to me. And then it's like, uh, oh, well, we'll call it back into session because we got to look like we're doing something. It's amazing the circus that we have up on Capitol Hill. But I want to get back to this article. Matthew Boyle came out, uh, looks like, I don't know, it didn't say what day here. I wish I I had the date on it. Sometime this week. In in, in this, you know, the GOP leadership will put their governance and deal-making skills to the test. But here's a quote. This is a presidency-defining moment, one GOP congressman told Breitbart News when breaking down the battle that lay ahead over some kind of legislative replacement for the expiring Barack Obama-era Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals, DACA. Executive amnesty for nearly a million illegal alien youths. Now look, first it was 800,000. Then it was 3.5 million. Now it's nearly a million. I don't think any of them know what the number is. That's the scary thing, and it's a defining moment. The congressman requested anonymity so as to be candid about ongoing negotiations with the White House and congressional leadership. Nobody has the the wherewithal or the daggone giblets to step up and put their name on anything in Washington. You ever notice that? It's always anonymous or anonymity. Nobody, nobody ever steps up. Who are we to believe? Do we even know if this is true? Did somebody even say it? 
but they got to put their governance, their governance and deal making skills are going to be put to the test. Look, <laughs> I'm getting a little cynical on this because I've sit here and I've watched and I've waited and I've watched and I've waited for these politicians to actually do something to do their job, to do what they're paid to do. And what do they do every time? It's a, it's a continuing resolution. It's an omnibus bill. We have appropriations bills. How about, hey, this would be a silly idea. How about if we cut spending? How about if we balance the budget like every person in this great country does? My wife and I have a budget. We only make so much money. You you only spend so much is what you make. You got bills to pay. You got a mortgage. You got a car payment. You, whatever, whatever you're paying, credit cards, student loans, whatever it may be, you've got to stick within your budget. But yet the government can come to you and I, and we're the ATM. We're the ATM. Oh, raise taxes. Now look, we got tax reform through. We got tax reform through. We got the corporate rate from thirty five percent, which was one of the highest in, in the in the known world, down to 21. I mean, we're, we're making the right progress. I'm, I'm arguing with a liberal on Twitter that tells me that nobody's going to save any money from this tax return. It's the evil, greedy, rich. Oh, they're going to milk you, even though AT&T, Comcast, Wells Fargo, Fifth Third, Boeing, just to name a few, all gave out bonuses. All are investing into new jobs, new innovation. I mean, the left system, I mean, I can't believe that we as citizens continue to believe what the, I mean, I don't know how Democrats believe what their party tells them. I, I talked about this last week. Aren't you tired of being wrong? I mean, the world was going to come to an end when tax reform got passed. World's still spinning. I'm still here, and by God, I'm going to get some more money back in my paycheck. How That's awful. I mean, that's terrible that I get to keep more of my money because you know what? I'm a better steward of my money than the government is. I know where I can put my money. I know how to spend my money or save my money or invest my money so that it works for me and not for somebody who doesn't deserve it or who I need to put through school or an illegal, I got to pay for health care. I mean, that's where we're at. So look, a January 19th government funding deadline gives Democrats a chance to force Republicans, here we go, and Trump into a corner on amnesty. Why? Why is it pushing anybody in a corner? If I'm Donald Trump, I ran on illegal aliens, I ran on amnesty. If I'm Donald Trump, I look at the left and say, look, go ahead, shut her down. I'll be all over Twitter. I'll be all over Fox News. I'll be in every... Every outlet I can get on and tell them why you're doing what you're doing. Because, see, this has always worked in the past. This little wild card that the left continues to play, and then they say, oh, well, it's the Republicans. They're so mean-spirited. They don't care. We care. Our country is going to hell. I mean, we've got $21 trillion in debt. We're spending $116 billion a year. On illegal aliens. This is a very pivotal, pivotal, ah, easy for me to say, very pivotal. Ah, I'm not even going to say it now. I can't even say the word now. Well, I can't get that out of there. 
it's a huge moment in time for Donald Trump. Because the article is right about this. Donald Trump has a decision to make. Has a big decision to make. Do you stand fast on your campaign promise? Which he has done, by the way. I mean, if we look at what Donald Trump has done, President Trump, in 2017, he has blown my expectations out of the water. I mean, Donald Trump is a classic liberal. And yes, I said liberal. Because back when liberals were classic liberals, like John F. Kennedy, which I was down at Dealey Plaza this week showing my wife, Kennedy would be now a Republican. Classic liberals love their country. They weren't socialist. Heck, JFK, I mean, he, he even came out and said, look, you got to cut taxes to spur the economy. Donald Trump is a classic liberal with a lot of conservatism thrown in. And I'll tell you, it's it's been eye-opening and it's been fantastic to watch as he has run circles around the, the, the mainstream media, around the Democratic Party and what he has done. But, you know, they seem to think that they've got Trump backed into a corner. If I'm Donald Trump, I call their bluff. We were watching poker the other night in the room. We were just sitting there watching some TV, and I love I love gambling. I love to go play blackjack. I like to play Texas Hold'em. You know, the left is bluffing. They have nothing. They don't have a hand. They're sitting there with a 9-2 while Trump's sitting with a pair of aces. Call their bluff. Shut the government down. I'm going to tell you right now, if Donald Trump, stands by the whole idea of illegal immigration, building the wall, getting rid of DACA, people will vote in droves. I'm going to tell you, this is the crazy thing. We've got an election in November. I mean, this cycle just continues. It's fantastic how fast these political cycles come. We've got an election. We've got a midterm election here in 11 months. That's not very long in politics. Stick to your guns. We will overrun the Socialist Democratic Party like no other. But look, Donald Trump, unchained in 2018. Don't go anywhere. We're going to get to that next. The conservative cartel returns after this on The Blaze Radio Network. Marketplace of Liberty, the conservative cartel on the Blaze Radio Network. So I was, I was doing show prep the last couple days. Like I said, I unplugged for about a week. Christmas was Monday, spent the week with my wife down here in Dallas, Texas, and I unplugged. I mean, it was time to recharge the battery. We've got big things coming in the new year. And Happy New Year, by the way. I haven't said that yet, but Happy New Year to you and your family, and thank you. For making the conservative cartel what it was this year, we appreciate that. But uh, as I was sitting there doing show prep the last couple days, I came across an article that just 
I'll tell you, it, it, it makes it makes me proud. And it really makes me want to go out and just go after every liberal because headline report, expect full Trump unchained in 2018. Because, I mean, who doesn't? Maybe I'm the only one. Who doesn't have a couple liberal friends out there that are just completely out of their minds about Donald Trump? And, and, and it tickles me here to think that they didn't get the full Donald Trump in 2017. I mean, you wait until their heads explode this year. Welcome back to the conservative cartel this Saturday morning as we are live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios here on the Blaze Radio Network. If you'd like to be part of the program, the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline is up, 888-900-3393. Matt Locke here, your voice of liberty, Rocky Stucci. He's got some things to do, so he's not joining us today. We'll see what happens here for the next Saturday. But uh, it's that time of the year, work and, and holidays and shift work. And you know Rocky's a fireman and does some shift work. So we, we just ran into some scheduling conflicts. We'll see what time brings and, and whatnot. But uh, I want to run into this article. I, I want to spend the better part of this segment talking about this because think about all of the things that Donald Trump got accomplished in 2017. Now I know my liberal friends, oh, he didn't do anything. Oh, my God, everything was an executive order. Oh, this so funny. It, it literally is so funny. Because I sit back and I think to myself, how many executive orders did Barack Obama pass? I mean, everything was an executive order. DACA was an executive order. Now we got Obamacare, unfortunately, and now the mandate's been repealed in the new tax reform, which is just the left's eating their livers right now. But think about all of the things that Donald Trump did. Think, look at look at the stock market. And once again, I, I have to giggle because all of these talking heads on the left, oh, this is Obama's economy kicking in after he's gone a year. You know, it's funny how that works, by the way, because literally, I'll be the first to admit, Barack Obama was handed an economy, a rough economy. I mean, 2008, we came through a market bubble. Things went off the rails, and he comes in in 2009, and we were bleeding jobs. I mean, we were bleeding a lot of things. So let's not fool ourselves. And here on the cartel, we we use common sense. We're not stupid. We can see things, and, and, and we can see what happened. But I always go back to... Look what Jimmy Carter did before Ronald Reagan came in. And we needed, here's the thing, we needed Jimmy Carter to get Ronald Reagan. As sad as that is, as awful as a president Jimmy Carter was, he set the table for probably one of the greatest presidents to ever be president, Ronald Reagan. Now here we are. I hate to say it. But I think this country needed Barack Obama. Now, you may find me crazy. My email's mad at theconservativecartel.com. I don't like the last eight years either, but he was our president. He was a bad president. He regulated our government into the ground. He did a lot of things that were not good for this country. And then along comes Donald Trump. And in one year, look at where we're at. I mean, just look at where we are at as a country. ISIS, almost obliterated. 
I mean, Trump wasn't lying. We're going to bomb ISIS back to the Stone Age. And what did he do? He took the gloves off of the military and let them do their job. And now ISIS is almost completely annihilated. So you look at common sense person says, well, why didn't Barack Obama do that? He had the same military. He had the same ability to do it. You know, I, I was laughing a couple weeks ago. I'm not laughing, but you know, I'm chuckling to myself because you're seeing articles. Well, ISIS is almost out of money. Why in the world did they have money? How were they getting money? Why wasn't that money shut off in the Obama administration? And then we found out about things like Project Cassandra, where Barack Obama was looking the other way as leaders of Hezbollah were funneling drugs into the United States, making money, funding terrorists. I mean, we sit here and we look at these things, and all of a sudden it makes sense. But, you know, here's this article from Matthew Boyle, once again, from Breitbart. If you thought President Trump was great in 2017, you ain't seen nothing yet. Wait until Trump 2018, a report from Axis's Mike Allen on Friday morning argues. Now, citing multiple sources who have met or spoken recently with the president, this Mr. Allen reports that those in the know in Washington should expect the full Trump or the full Monty. Remember the full Monty? That <laughs> was a great movie, by the way. The full Trump in 2018, the president's upcoming second year. Now, he says, quote, if you ask some, clo some close to President Trump, what worries them most about 2018? It's not Robert Mueller's probe, which is, by the way, still going on. Allen writes under a headline saying to expect Trump to be unchained in 2018. It's that establishment guardrails of 2017 come down. And Trump's actual instincts take over. It's, it's a pretty bold statement there. He said, next year we'll bring full Trump, said one person who recently talked to the president, Alan Atz. Now, Alan also notes that most of Trump's major 2017 achievements could have been made by any old traditional Republican from the tax cuts plan to Supreme Court Justice Neil Gorsuch and cutting regulations, right? Because here we go, but. Quote, most of those in his current decision-making circle, even if they're not mainstream Republicans, are defending mainstream Republican principles like free trade and an internationalist view of foreign policy, Allen writes. But top officials paint a different portrait of Trump when it comes to what he really wants on trade, immigration, and North Korea, but has been tamped down by skeptical staff and cabinet officials. Because we know that there are still people within the administration that are working against him. I think as time goes by, Trump is going to weed these folks out. And we're going to get down, and I think this Mike Allen is absolutely correct. I, I, I think Donald Trump is going to go completely economic nationalist on us, and, and it's going to be America first. Now, why shouldn't it be? Why shouldn't it be? America first. I mean, we live in the greatest, we live in the greatest country on the planet. It's the greatest idea ever in the history of mankind. And look where the United States has come in just the short 240 some years that we've been in existence. Look at the riches. I mean, my wife and I, we stayed downtown Dallas and I'll tell you, it broke my heart. We were down close to downtown and you see the homeless people out there. And, you know, it's Dallas. 
It's at least warmer. It's not it's not five degrees like it's back in Fort Wayne, but you've got these people sleeping on the streets under covers. They're carrying around grocery bags, pushing carts, got a bag. They're all bundled up, you know, awful. And you think to yourself how amazing this country is and what we actually have and how we take care of our poor, how we take care of the homeless. I mean, even there, people are helping them, people handing them money. You're looking at these homeless. They look like they've at least eaten. They've got some clothes on their back, and I hate saying that. And you, you look at them, and it's like a, my whole point is here, I have a really good life in this country. I mean, I, have, I am blessed, beyond blessed, with a home and a wonderful wife and a job and the means to take care of myself and health insurance and, and a national radio program, which I never would have thought I'd have been here a year ago. But here we are. And what's wrong with America first? And now we've got a tax reform plan. Now our taxes are going to go down. The corporate's going to go down. But here's what I want to get into here to finish off this hour, because I think this is fantastic. Here's a direct quote from this story. Trump keeps asking for tariffs on steel and aluminum in particular, Alan writes. He wants a trade war and has for many years. His economic and diplomatic advisors persuaded him to delay trade actions in 2017. Now, I'm going to head to an article here about China, and this is going to blow your mind because these two are going to be connected. Don't go anywhere. Stick around. You're going to want to hear this payoff. I'm Matt Locke. This is the conservative cartel. We are going to continue on this Saturday morning. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. The conservative cartel will return on the Blaze Radio Network. In 2018, if you missed last segment, I was talking about this whole deal of Trump taking off the blinders, uh, losing the governor, per se, and going full Trump unchained in 2018. Now, there was a very specific little paragraph here that connects to another story I have. So it says, quote, Trump keeps asking for tariffs. Now, everybody... Ooh, tariffs, holy cow, let's not talk about tariffs. They're just taxes put on imports to make it so that you level the playing field here because China, per se, and that's where we're going, sells cheap steel. So you put a tariff on it, you bring it up to American steel, you make the playing field level, right? But it says Trump keeps asking for tariffs on steel and aluminum in particular, Allen writes. He wants a trade war and has for many years. His economic and diplomatic advisors persuaded him to delay trade action in 2017. So what he's saying is, is that trade action is coming in 2018, right? Well, here's, here's a headline. China offers tax incentives to persuade U.S. companies to stay. Now, this is a CNBC article. Welcome back to the conservative cartel. My name is Matt Locke, your voice of liberty. I am flying solo, and I am live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios here in the beautiful city of Fort Worth, Texas. If you'd like to be part of the program, you can give me a call on the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, 
3393 is how you reach me here today. And I'm glad you found me on your internet device or radio dial. We are on TalkAmericaRadio.us, Spreaker.com, iTunes, iHeart. You can take us on the go. We're on WDDQ Talk 92.1 of Aldosta, Georgia, WJHC. Talk 107.5 out of Jasper, Florida, or WLBB Talk 1330 out of Carrollton, Georgia, along with many other places. So appreciate you guys finding us on your radio dial. Big things coming for the cartel, by the way. January 2nd, we'll be back up and running with our daily show. That is Monday through Friday, 3 to 5 p.m. Central Standard Time, 4 to 6 Eastern, for those of you on the East Coast. But uh, a lot of big things coming. New cameras, new set, new desk. This this studio is going to be fantastic. If you're watching the live stream on our Facebook page, The Conservative Cartel, please give it a like and a follow, if you would, and share it with all of your friends. Or you can also watch on The Conservative Cartel YouTube channel. So there you go. I mean, all the ways to get on there. And, of course, we'll be on The Blaze's Facebook page here in Hour 3 as we welcome Diane from uh, PatriotRetort.com. Good friend of the cartel, great writer. I use PatriotRetort.com all the time for show prep. She's snarky. She's fantastic. She digs in. We're going to dig into some stuff in hour three. Want to get her opinion on a few things, what she's writing about, all that stuff. But China, I, I talked about these tariffs and how this Mike Allen from Axios and all this stuff wanted to get into how Donald Trump was make America great again, America first, right? Excuse me. China said on Thursday that it would temporarily exempt foreign companies from paying tax on their earnings. Why? A bid to keep American businesses from taking their profits out of China following Washington's overhaul of the United States tax code. What? Here we go. Look what happens when you lower the corporate tax rate. Businesses want to start coming here. I mean, they want to save money. They want to do business with the lowest cost of business so that they can produce their product and make a profit. I know us evil capitalists, we want nothing but profit. But China is offering tax incentives because they know that because of the tax overhaul here in this country, it's going to take business away from them. Now, there is, however, a catch. To be eligible, foreign companies must invest those earnings in sectors encouraged by China's government, including railways, mining, technology, and agriculture, according to a statement from the finance minister. Now, the, me- the measure is retroactive from January 1 of this year. So they're going to go all the way back to January 1 of 2017 because they understand the effects of a world economy. They, I mean, look, America has been the whipping boy. America has been the place where we've watched as our corporate tax rates have ran businesses out of this country to China. It's just basic economic sense. And as soon as the tax overhaul and the tax reform came, look at the companies that stepped forward and gave bonuses. Look at the companies that stepped forward and invested back into their company incentives, into charity. The money started flowing because 14% is a huge number to put back in your pocket. And now China's like, oh, God, 
now that America is not the whipping boy anymore, they've got to do something because China needs money. Now, look, here's the thing. This move by China would promote the growth of foreign investment, improve the quality of foreign investment, and encourage overseas investors to continuously expand their investment in China, the ministry said. Now, despite its appeal as a manufacturing hub, one where companies from around the world have set up operations to tap into a highly skilled workforce and strong infrastructure, China charges high taxes. It's amazing how that does how they do that because they pay their workers nothing because the government runs it. Now, on top of a standard corporate rate of 25%, that's China now, now we're at 21, companies are required to make Social Security contributions and other payments that push their tax burden higher than it is in many other co- countries. Now, here's an interesting little paragraph in this story. The newly approved tax incentives in the United States could appeal to companies that are frustrated by China's rising labor costs, ambitious local competitors and tangled legal systems, or those that would rather spend their money at home or elsewhere. And officials in Beijing have worried that the overhaul could prove to be a challenge to Chinese laws that aim to keep money from leaving the country's borders. Now, why? Why are they worried about this? Because while Thursday's announcements did not explicitly refer to the tax overhaul in the United States, analysts have said that it is almost certain that the policy was in response to it. And China's finance vice finance minister pledged to take proactive measures in response to the overhaul because he noted that the impact of the changes overseas cannot be overlooked. Now, I want you to think about this for a second. Asian and European officials have speculated that some of the measures in the revamped tax code could help encourage United States companies produce goods domestically for exporting. European leaders, for their part, have raised the specter of a trade battle and implied they may challenge the overhaul before the World Trade Organization. Oh, gosh, that crazy America, they're screwing us while they've been screwing us for years. Do you see what happens? Do you see what happens? Look at what Trump has done. He's made us a player in China, sets tight rules on how much money flows out of their country as a way of controlling the value of its currency and keeping its financial system stable. They manipulate their money. They've manipulated us. And any significant repatriation of foreign earnings could set off a broader capital fight and weaken the country's currency. And a sharp fall in their currency could spark a vicious cycle with even more companies and possibly individuals looking to minimize losses by moving their money out of China. Trump is taking down China. This is what is happening. Is this not fantastic or what? Trump is taking down China guy is smart. And this last article, remember the last article, these tariffs. Trump keeps asking for tariffs, right? I, I, I alluded to that. Now here's the payoff. Some are concerned that China may impose foreign exchange controls, tariffs, for those of you on Facebook Live, you're seeing me with the air quotes, for those of you not. If these repatriated amount, if these reparations amount up to and lead to capital outflow pressures like we saw earlier this year, China 
wants to institute tariffs because we're now competitive in the market. But yet we're worried about tariffs here in this country because we're getting ran over by everybody all over the world. God love Donald Trump. Man, I'll tell you what. Look, one hour left. That's crazy. Got one hour left. That's it. We're going to get into the political surprise of 2018. I'm going to welcome Diane from PatriotRetort.com. And we're going to finish up with maybe chromosomes in farmer's markets. I'll tell you what, you're going to want to stick around. The cartel is just getting started this Saturday morning. You're in the marketplace of liberty. The conservative cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci on the Blaze Radio Network. Marketplace of Liberty, the conservative cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, it's time to get ready for the great political surprise of 2018. Newt Gingrich, by the way, the great political surprise of 2018 will be the size of the Republican victory. After members of the elite media have spent two years savaging President Trump, lying about Republican legislation and reassuring themselves that Republican defeat was inevitable, the size of the GOP victory in 18 will be an enormous shock. Now, two very interesting columns, one by Barry Castleman and one by Scott Adams, Stilbert, remember him, illustrate how the media is deceiving itself. Castleman contends that the Democratic victory in Alabama may have blocked a year-long embarrassment and actually strengthened Republican prospects in the Senate. He asserts there may be a new political wave coming, but no one knows whether it will be red or blue. Adams, the author of Dilbert, has a list of 20 political opinions and predictions made about President Trump and his administration, which were just plain wrong. Welcome back to the conservative cartel. This third and final hour, it's unbelievable. Two hours in the can. My name is Matt Locke, your voice of liberty. I am live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios on the Blaze Radio Network. So appreciate the fact that you found us on your internet or terrestrial radio dial. If you'd like to be part of the program this final hour, Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, 888-900-3393 is how you reach me. But I like the optimism of Newt Gingrich. And I'm, I'm, I, I brought this story out because I thought it'd be a good way to come into the third hour because I've got a lot to talk about this third hour. I mean, I've got a lot to talk about. I've got Diane from PatriotRetort.com. I use her stuff all the time. She's going to join me here in the next segment. I've got chromosomes don't determine your sex. This is from a scientist, by the way, the same scientist who seemed to believe that, uh, you know, climate change exists and farmers markets are racist. I mean, because only white people eat produce, right? I mean, <laughs> this is crazy. But this political surprise of 2018. I'm talking about two articles here from Barry Castleman and Scott Adams. Now, Castleman, you know, he says, look, th th this is going to be a wave coming in November of this coming year. I mean, this is it. This is the last show of 2017 for the conservative cartel. It's amazing. Today's Saturday the 30th. Tomorrow's New Year's Eve. I hope all of you, you know, get to be with your loved ones, 
and that you bring in a 2018 year that is going to be bigger, better, and greater than this year. But I'm talking about these two articles because I want to get into this Scott Adams deal. He's the author of Dilbert, and he has a list of 20 political opinions and predictions made about President Trump and his administration, which are just plain wrong. He suggests that if you were wrong about 15 or more of these assertions, you might quit talking about politics while Trump's in the White House. You know, by Adams' standard, most elite analysis analysts would have to be quiet because they have been so consistently wrong about Trump. You know, he says, as I listened to the end-of-the-year analyst, I was struck by how little they know, how little they have questioned their own mistakes, and how mutually reinforcing their false information has been. They're not analysts. They're liberal propagandists, much of which they assert is just plain wrong. Fake news is sadly an accurate term for 2017, and that might be the most used phrase of 2017. Fake news. I'm using air quotes for those of you not on the Conservative Cartel Facebook page or YouTube channel. <clears throat> it's unbelievable. And first, the media lied about the tax bill in an effort to convince most Americans their taxes would go up. We know that's not true. Then the media took surveys of people who opposed the GOP bill based on the false information supplied by said media. Then the media talked again and again about how unpopular the Republican plan was and how it was going to weaken Republican candidates in 18. Then the bill passed, and surprisingly, unsurprisingly, it turned out to be dramatically better for Americans than the elite media had described. In fact, the tax cuts will be the 2018 proving ground of media liberal bias and dishonesty. Now, funny story. We talked about this last week. CBS News just provided a very vivid example last week of the false impressions created by the liberal news media's lies. They interviewed three families about how they would expect the GOP tax bill to affect them. Then they had a CPA, a certified public accountant, for those of you in Corona, Indiana, tell them on camera what they would actually be paying in taxes next year. Of course... After months of convincing most Americans their taxes would go up, the three families either expected to be paying more in taxes or to not save any money. And you can tell by watching this segment that the liberal hosts expected the very same thing, right? So, of course, it turns out that all three of these families would pay less under the GOP tax cuts than under the current law. And I'll just give you the rundown. The North Carolina single mother is going to get about 1300 more a year. Two college teachers in Rhode Island are going to get about $650 more per year in their pocket. And the biggest surprise of all is the California couple with three children on a small business. They're going to get $13,000 back in their pocket. So win, 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 right? The look on the three families' faces as they learn how they would be saving was remarkable to, hold, to, to, to look at. I mean, it was remarkable, right? The CBS analyst concluded every one of the families will have more money in their pocket. All good, right? So as Scott Dilber says, as my colleague Joe DeSantis wrote me, this segment drove me crazy. As if CBS was incapable of doing math before the tax cuts passed. 
the gap between the news media falsehood and, uh, falsehoods and the dramatically better reality of the GOP tax cuts will have three huge effects on the 2018 campaign. Number one, American people will be positively surprised and pleased by the degree which Republicans kept their word and actually put more money in their pockets. I mean, everybody likes more money in their pockets. Number two, the news media's dishonesty will be as vivid as it, uh, it will be vivid at a personal level. People will be able to compare their personal experience with the news media's fake reporting and endless bias as the truth sinks in. The ability of the liberal media to shape opinion will decline even further. More fake news. I can't do Chris's little voices. I, I'm not Donald Trump, but I'd love to. And then finally, the third point here. Democrats who voted against the bill will live to regret it as people look at their family budgets and realize that Democrats in the House and Senate wanted Washington bureaucrats to have more money rather than hardworking Americans. That's really what it comes down to. Washington didn't want you to keep your money. This is going to be a losing proposition for the 10 Senate Democrats up for re-election and states President Trump won in 2016. In fact, the stage is being set for a definitive election. Do you want higher taxes? Do you want a bigger bureaucracy, more power in Washington, and a smaller economy with lower take-home pay and fewer jobs? If yes, vote Democrat. Because that is what they stand for and will continue to vote for in the next year. If you want a bigger economy, if you want more jobs, if you want more take-home pay, less power in Washington, and lower taxes with more money in your pocket, then vote Republican. I said this the other day. If I'm a Republican and I'm running for House or Senate in 2018, that's the platform I use. It's a very easy platform. The left's going to go out there and lie to you. When you start seeing more money in your pocket, when you start seeing more jobs in your economy, in your town, when you start seeing a rise in your wages, when you start seeing how this is going to affect you positively, the only question I've got for you is why would you ever vote Democrat again? Why would you vote for people that don't want you to have any of that? And I'm going to go right back to what I said to start this show. Why do the Democrats hate America so much? Don't the Democrats want to win? What's wrong with America first? What's wrong with having more money in your pocket? Nothing. Nothing at all. And the Make America Great, America First, why wouldn't you want that to happen? That's the question. But look, don't go anywhere. My good friend, Diane. PatriotRetort.com. We're going to have a conversation. We're going to talk about all kinds of things, but most of all, we're going to talk about 17 things left as ruined in 2017. You're going to want to listen to this conversation. Love her. Use her stuff all the time. Going to be back next to talk with her. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.
Well, I'm completely pumped because my guest coming up here, owner extraordinaire, great writer. I use her work all the time. I'm, I'm currently looking at PatriotRetort.com and 17 things left us ruined in 2017. It's the rodeo clown mask all over again. Booze makes you racist. Resistance hardest hit. I mean, this young lady, she's fantastic. She runs the PatriotRetort.com. And look, if you can get over there, she's running an end-of-the-year fundraiser. Help her out. She's fantastic. Diane, welcome back to the cartel. How are you? I'm very good and very flattered that you called me a young lady. Thank well, you. I, I, look, and to me, you're, look, I, I, I'm, it's fantastic what you do. I, we need more Dianes of the world. I use PatriotRetort.com as a lot of show prep. I mean, you write about very current stuff. You're right on the ball. You, you, you pull things out in a snarky way, but you have such a common sense approach to it. Tell everybody, you know, what, where did Patriot Retort come from? Why, why did you start doing it? Well, initially I was uh, a contributor to a website called alltherightsnark.org, and I wrote from that for them for two years, and then I decided, you know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna venture out on my own, and so in February of 2015, I started Patriot Retort, and it was sort of um, stepping off a ledge and hoping you land on something, you know, like <laughs> Indiana Jones going for the Holy Grail. Right. You know, you clutch your chest and think, "Oh Lord, please don't let me fall on my face." And uh, I started the website almost three years ago, and I was floored at how quickly it, it uh, picked up steam. Well, that you, made me feel pretty good. You, you shouldn't be floored. I mean, you're a fantastic writer for one. You're always spot on for two. I mean, I go and read. I'm on your website daily. It's one of the 75 places I go to get my show prep. But, I mean, I, I look at your – I'll bet you – I look at your website probably 10 times more than anything else because just the way you write things and what you bring up and the stuff you hit on, like, I want to talk real quick about this 17 things left is ruined in 2017 because I know you're, you're doing this playoff BuzzFeed in the 37 things white people ruined in 2017. I mean, it's ridiculous to sit here and look at this stuff, but you, you kind of go after that snarkiness of 17 things that left us ruined, and they just don't get it. So let, let's hit on some of these because you okay. talk about you talk about the vagina hats knitting. I mean, yeah. crazy in a way. I know I was in Washington D.C. for the fair conference and found myself right in the middle of one of these Planned Parenthood rallies and these women in these caps. It was a Tuesday afternoon. I'm thinking, first of all, don't any of you work? And second, <laughs> secondly, they're all in these pink little hats, and it's like, okay. What's the point, right? Well, to me, it's sort of the, it's a good example of how everything, they politicize everything. Knitting, you kind of associate knitting with, you know, grandma in the corner of the living room on Christmas, and she's, you know, they park her in a couch and she knits. And uh, my mom is a knitter. You know, knitting is not a political thing. It's knitting. Right. And somehow it's 
they they turn even that into something that has to be politicized, and that's just I don't know. I, that really bugged me. Well, have I sit here in, in my mother's slippers that she knitted me? <laughs> Haven't we found though this year, Diane? That ever you just hit on it. It seems like the left has politicized everything. Now I'm going to go through a few here. Award shows you hit on, which we we don't. I mean, that's just a given. They, yeah, they, that is they, a given. They all get together and they slap each other on the back and they give each other participation trophies. Ethnic food, uh, jokes. I mean, you hit on this. Let, let's talk about this for a minute because I started the show off with this. I mean, we, we've got this climate change. We've got this global warming crowd that completely had kittens when Donald Trump came out and said, look, you know, I pulled out of the, I pulled out of the accords here because it's the coldest New Year's on record. And of course, no one, the left threw a fit. I thought it was a funny tweet. I it, see he's so good at trolling them. Right. And I took it for what it was. It was snarky. Right. And I appreciate that. And <laughs> so I I read it and I laughed and and I thought to myself, "Oh, they're going to be so mad over this because they just don't get humor." No. Well, nothing, and they, they can't, they can't do get humor. that. Right. They can't do humor. That's exactly it. Because to them, they don't understand it. And they don't understand the real world and people. They, 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 they're too caught up in their own message and their own, uh, chincery that they don't get this. And Donald Trump, I had Chris X on here first hour. I mean, this is Donald Trump with the laser pointer just leading the left around yeah. by the nose. <laughs> I mean, it is, is it not? <laughs> It's, it's it totally the, it's is the perfect example of how Trump runs the media. It, it, it certainly is. Now, the other one you talked about here, childhood. Yeah, we, we've got the left. Go ahead. I mean, the left with childhood talking about things. Why childhood? Well, I almost also touched on the whole I'm going to turn my four year old into a transgender. Yeah, um, but I decided to make this. 17 things they ruined a little more lighthearted. And that makes me so angry because I think it's child abuse. So I kind of touched on the whole woke children thing. You know, it seems to be in vogue today to go on Twitter and say, my seven-year-old just said this. No, he didn't. Exactly. I mean, come on. How stupid do you think we are? And it, the the one that really irked me was Alyssa Milano. Oh, yeah. Posting the picture of her son kneeling with yeah. a football. Yep. <laughs> no, no coaching there, those, right? I mean, zero coaching there guys. to your eleven year old child, right? I mean, your eleven year old <laughs> child is paying attention to the social justice warriors that are kneeling for the national anthem for the NFL, right? She probably wanted to do video, but he kept blinking out SOS. So she thought, oh, I better do a picture. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But let, let's talk Doesn't football. he look like a hostage video? Yeah, he, I mean, he looks so terrified. He, he looks like a cute kid, though. I mean, I give him that. He's a cute-looking kid. But he does look like he's kind of distraught and he's looking to the side. But you, in that essence, football. I mean, the National Football League has, has been just a mockery this year alone, and you put that in your 17 things left is ruined. Yeah, and you know, the funny thing is, um, I remember several years ago, Rush saying that they're ruining football. They're going to ruin football. And, you know, and he was kind of talking about the pink, you know, the breast cancer pink and all of this stuff. And 
And it, he he's so ahead of the curve on a lot of these things. And he was right. And they really, they haven't just ruined it as something to do on a Sunday afternoon. They, they ruined it in terms of a business model. I right. mean, they've completely ruined it. They're losing money. They're losing ratings. They're losing audience. And... They are. The left is like locusts. Whatever they land on, they destroy. Just look at what they've done to the college campus. And it seems like you could summarize 2017 as the year that college snowflakery (laughs) escaped the confines of campus and infested the entire nation. To me, that's really what happened. It used to be just on college campuses, and now it's kind of bled out into the rest of the country, even to the point where football, I mean, come on, football. Well, I know that Glenn Beck in The Blaze came up with the flakies, and it was so right for the time because you're right. I mean, we've got these higher institutions of learning that are teaching these children nothing, but they're taking their money. It's a sad state of affairs that we're sitting in currently because, you know, they're not getting an education, but they're spending all this money and then they're coming out into the real world and boy, they've got to be getting slapped with reality. Yes and no. I think the problem is now they're starting to bring their alternate reality out into the real world. You know what I mean? And I mean, look at CNN. It's sort of like CNN is a, is a campus, club now you know i mean it just seems to me that they have the intellectual heft of a women's studies class and i just think that it's i wish they were coming out of college and getting slapped in the face and waking up to the fact that life isn't like college but they're bringing it with them and that kind of is a little disconcerting to me well and we're watching too as this tax reform went through i'll hit on this because you just made a great point we're watching as this tax reform going through and we're seeing these state taxes, you know, New York, as I know, I think you live in New York. California. Uh, yeah, I just got my property tax yes. mail in the, in the mail today. So it, it, in, but we're seeing here to where reality is starting to, what we're seeing is these states that are Democrat democratically ran are not using your tax dollars efficiently. So hence it's creating a situation to where it's going to put a burden on you because the local government doesn't know how, or maybe not that they don't know how, they just don't want to take care of your money the way they should. Oh, they don't know how. (laughs) (laughs) Don't give them that much credit. They don't know what they're doing. Syracuse, New York is a sanctuary city. They don't know what they're doing. I mean, I'm glad that that mayor is gone or will be this coming week, but... No, they don't know what they're doing. And isn't that sad? But isn't that because you live in New York? Doesn't that irritate you that they don't know what they're doing? Oh no, I love it. (laughs) (laughs) No, it is extremely infuriating. I, you know, it's sort of like I I can't even look at Andrew Cuomo's tweets because how did this man ever make it as? the attorney general. How did he ever get to governor? He's stupid. Yeah. Uh, he's just stupid. And and I think that, you know, he's not especially popular 
outside of New York City. Probably. And, uh, yeah. The problem, of course, you know, we had the same problem in the 2016 hey, election. Diane, Diane, I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to cut you off here. Can you give me one more segment? I want to get through this and give you just a little bit more time. You okay with that? Oh, I'm fine. Absolutely. Give me, give me three minutes, and we'll be back on the other side. I've got Diane from PatriotTort.com. Don't go anywhere. We're going to continue this conversation. Stick around. The cartel is going to roll on this Saturday morning. Be right back. This is The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to the Conservative Cartel this Saturday morning as I am live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios on the Blaze Radio Network. If you'd like to be part of the program, 888-900-3393 on the Black Rifle Coffee Hotline. I'm going to get right back to it here because on that Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, I've got Diane from PatriotRetort.com. you got to check her out. Super, super smart lady. Honored that she's on the program this morning. Diane, first of all, thank you for taking the time on Saturday morning to to talk oh. with us here on the on the cartel for one H- happy to do it and, and happy new year for two by the way and hope you had a merry christmas i i well i had a cold so it was <laughs> i spent it alone but other than that i had a nice christmas thank well, you in diane great great writer here she is the owner she does great writing on the patriotretort.com check her out she's got her end of the year fundraising going if you can you if you can donate please do so i mean fantastic on on all of the conservative issues we're discussing this 17 things that leftist ruined in 2017 and i want to save a couple of these for this segment because these sure. two kind of go together flirting in the male-female relationship. Now, it's fantastic in a day and age that we live that there are now contracts that you, you're going to have to sign to kiss a girl or to have a relationship with, and heaven forbid if you actually had a sexual relationship with a man or a woman in today's age because everybody is at the point where it's crazy what we saw with Piggy Weinstein, Hollywood, now into our politicians, but the left is completely killed the male-female relationship, and definitely have killed flirting. Oh, absolutely. To me, it seems like this was the objective all along. And, you know, feminists, the modern-day feminists have really hijacked what really should be a perfectly acceptable movement. I don't think that classical feminism, there's anything wrong with it. I think that, you know... For heaven's sake, I, I greatly admire the work of Elizabeth Cady Stanton and Susan B. Anthony, but I think if they saw what was going on today, <laughs> they would be like, okay, girls. Exactly. <laughs> Dial it back, because it's crazy. It's crazy what they're doing. And I think this whole Me Too movement and the whole everything is like a handmaid's tale I think all of this was by design, and I don't know what 
what good can come out of this? I mean, how is segregating women from men and trying to banish men, what is the point of, what's the point? I mean, we can't all live on Wonder Woman's Amazon Island, you know what I mean? Right, and, and be created by gods, right, exactly. So, as much as I liked the movie Wonder Woman, I mean, we can't do that, and and I think that it kind of, I find it funny that feminists ended up hating Wonder Woman because she was pretty and there was a guy that she liked. And she was independent, by the way. I mean, that's yeah. really the thing. And you look at the feminist movement. Isn't that the whole deal? Isn't that the end result is you want women to be strong women, but yet here they are running around with their handkerchief. Oh, my goodness, this man thought I was good looking. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen, and it's no wonder that there are more anchor babies being delivered last year than American-born children. I mean, we're at a point where we're yeah. at – it's a tipping point here. And you you asked a very good question, why? Why is the liberal agenda doing this? Well, if they don't procreate, I'm cool with that. I no, mean, that's, that, that's fine with me. You know what I mean? You make a good point. You make a good point. I mean, it, it, it's more for us. And, you know, that's fine. <laughs> Go away. You know, I just, it's, it's funny, though, because no matter how hard they're trying, I did a post um, earlier this year, I think, where there was a study that found that women still prefer masculine men. No. And it's no matter how hard they try. But you know what? Let's be honest. If your choice, well, Ladies who are listening, if your choice is between Pajama Boy and, oh, I don't know. Dean Winchester is my wife's favorite. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love watching, it's as horrible as it is and as angry as I get, I love watching the movie um, 13 Hours. Oh, yeah. Um, about yeah. the Benghazi. Yeah. I, 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 as a matter of fact, I watched it the other night. And part of it is, to me, as a woman, there is something you cannot, I can't even describe it, to see men who would do and go anywhere to protect other people. Right. Is, uh, you can't not watch that and, and feel like there are really people in the world that do this. There are men in the world. That act like men. That act like men. That's right. And as hard as the feminists are trying, we're not interested in pajama boys. I, soy boy, no thank you. I, I'm not well, interested. And Diane, the, the story I saw this week, which goes right along with this, It's a Wonderful Life. My wife and I love that movie and the traditional roles of men and women and all that. Now it's sexist. I mean, now we've got some kooky liberal going after It's a Wonderful Life because, oh, my God, it's terrible for a woman to submit to her husband and take care of the family and do that kind of stuff. Those are not gender-defined roles. We need to be more open and honest about genders and sex and all that stuff. And women, I mean, it's crazy to watch where society has taken us. Yeah, especially, and I wrote about this the other day, especially when you stop and think, when George Bailey's life falls apart, it's Mary Bailey yeah. who gets a hold of everybody and lets them know and gets them to help. That's right. She's the one. She's the rock. Who 
solves the problem. Exactly. And when there was the run on the bank, she's the one who came in with all the money and said, how much money do you need? I mean, Mary is not some submissive, you know, key job wearing, has to walk 10 paces behind George Bailey kind of woman. Right. And of all the movies to attack, oh, come on. <laughs> not that one. It's just, it, well, it, but that's where we're at in society today. And, and Diane, our, our time is growing short here. We've got just a couple minutes. Um, you wrote about one more thing, and I want to quickly hit on it. Science. Okay. Y- you talked about science, climate change. I'm going to talk about an article here in the next segment where chromosomes don't determine sex. I mean, as the left just went completely, <laughs> completely batty. Um. I think what they're doing is they have a conclusion and now they're going back and trying to twist the evidence or ignore the evidence in order to fit their conclusion. They're doing it backwards and they're not interested in science. Come on, that's baloney. And just like they're not interested in the poor and they're not interested in children and they really don't care about illegal aliens either. You know, I mean, come on, nothing they say is true. So Boy, we're, look, I'll tell you what, we're going to leave that right there because that is fantastic stuff. Diane, tell everybody where they can find you. Tell them all about yourself, how they can help, where they can go. Go ahead. Well, it's patriotretort.com, and everything you need is right there. And stay tuned because this weekend is my annual 10 Most Tiresome People of the Year post. That'll be coming up this weekend, and that's always a hoot. Fantastic. And by the way, I'm going to say it right now. You're running your 2017 end of the year fundraiser. Get out there. Help this young lady out. She's fantastic. She's doing yeoman's work. She's getting out the conservative word. Diane, thank you. Thank you for spending some time with me on the Saturday morning at the cartel. You're always welcome. Keep up the great work. Thanks, Beth. Thanks so much. Happy New Year. Yes, you too. Happy New Year. I hope you had a Merry Christmas. Thank you so much. Diane, PatriotRetort.com. You can find her there. She's fantastic, guys. Go help her out. She's got her 2017 end-of-the-year fundraiser. You can find everything at PatriotRetort.com. But just honored. Great American, great writer, snarky, right on the ball, everything. I, I use a ton of her stuff. For, for show prep. Love her to death. She's been on the cartel before. Honorary member, by the way. But show her some love. Get over there and do that. Look, I've got one segment left. <laughs> Dean Winchester went over really well, by the way. A lot of people like Dean, it looks like. It's kind of funny. Just is what it is. But hey, for those of you on the Blaze uh, Facebook page right now, I've got one more segment. You can head over to the Conservative Cartel Facebook page if you would like. Would love to see you do that. But this last segment here, San Jose state biology professor, chromosomes don't determine sex. I, 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 can't, I can't make this stuff up. And this guy calls himself a biology professor or she. I can't remember if it's, it's a she. It's a woman, which, all right. Well, we don't, we're not sexist here, so it doesn't really matter. We'll make fun of men or women. But we're going to get into that coming up in the next segment because it's just so unbelievable. But science doesn't mean anything to the left anyway. Stick around. The conservative cartel, almost done this Saturday morning. Be right back. The conservative cartel will return on the Blaze Radio Network. 
Cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci, only on the Blaze Radio Network. So let's talk some biology, shall we? I mean, I remember high school biology class. You know, the birds and the bees, boys and girls, that kind of stuff. You know, it takes one and the other to get another kind of deal, procreation, that kind of stuff. I mean, we're going to have a good old time this last segment. I can't believe this is, this is the last segment. But I want a big thank you to Diane over at PatriotRetort.com. If you missed the interview I just had with her, go back to the Conservative Cartel Facebook page and get the video there. Uh, we're on YouTube at the Conservative Cartel. We're on iHeart, iTunes, TalkAmericaRadio.us. We're on The Blaze here. I'm live from the Nine Line Apparel Studios on The Blaze Radio Network. This is the Conservative Cartel. My name is Matt Locke, by the way. If you didn't know that, your voice of liberty here on the Saturday morning. If you want to be part of the program, last segment, it's all you got. Black Rifle Coffee Hotline, 888-900-3393. But a San Jose State biology professor has come out and said that chromosomes don't determine sex. Now, San Jose State biology professor Rachel French argued in a tweet, mind you, social media, this week that chromosomes don't determine sex. Now, chromosomes, just for all of you who miss science class or biology, Chromosomes are long segments of genes that carry hereditary information. They are composed of DNA and proteins and are located within the nucleus of our cells. Chromosomes determine everything from hair color and eye color to sex. You heard me right. Hair color, eye color to sex. Whether you are a male or a female depends on the presence or absence of certain chromosomes. Human cells contain 23 pairs of chromosomes for a total of 46. There are 22 pairs of autosomes, non-sex chromosomes, and one pair of sex chromosomes. One pair, which determines what sex you are. This is a biology professor, mind you. This is the amazing thing about this entire story. San Jose, San Jose State biology professor Rachel French has come under fire this week for a tweet in which she claimed that chromosomes don't determine sex. She says, hey, geneticists here, you're disingenuously and for bigoted purposes oversimplified a complex phenomenon, she wrote. A few notes. One, sex and gender aren't the same thing. Huh? Now, now, now wait a minute. I'm going to sex and gender aren't the same thing. I know I, I scratched my head at it too, guys. Sex and gender are the same thing. You're either male or female. That is your sex. That is your gender. That's what sex is. I'm not going to, I'm not going to go through the birds and the bees today. Okay. We all know how we got here. Mom and dad had to, you know, get together and here we are. They had sex. That determined your sex, your gender. But sex and gender aren't the same thing. See, this is the left. This is the liberal left trying to confuse you and change science, but yet they want you to admit that climate change is real. But your sex isn't. Gender and sex aren't the same thing. I mean, this is where we're at. And she says, number two, chromosomes don't determine sex. What? She says, I know high school biology told you they do, but nope, she said. She added in a follow-up tweet. 
A single gene on the Y starts a cascade of events involving genes all over the genome to determine sex. If any of those things changes, surprise. So what she just said is that that determines sex. She just said it. A single gene on the Y starts a cascade of events which determines what sex you are. I'm not even a biology professor. And I don't play one on TV, and I didn't stay at a Holiday Inn Express last night, just so you know. I mean, this is absurd. This is so absurd that I wanted to bring it up today. <laughs> and it's the last It's the last show before the new year. Happy New Year, by the way. I hope everybody has a great new year. But this is unbelievable. This is so unbelievable that you would come out with a statement like this and, and, and tell you, that what you know to be true in biology is not true. And you know why? You know why they're saying this. You know why this lady's coming up with this. Because there's 82 different gender types, right? Go to New York. There's 82 different genders. Rocky was talking about this last week on Facebook. Facebook now, you can go pick what gender you are. Now, I'm going to steal a line from our good friend Johnny Rourke. You either got a pole or a hole. It's as easy as that. I mean, look in your underwear you're not how you feel. And then Diane was talking about, you know, you know, little kids, seven years old, who are being coached by their parents, which it ought to be, you know, child abuse. And it's no wonder kids are so confused. You're absolutely right, Susan. It is no wonder our children are so confused. They're actually being taught by a biology professor that chromosomes don't determine your sex. I mean... It would be a this would be absurd all by itself on its face if this wasn't this wasn't something that actually happened. I mean this is to me unbelievable. Now, chromosomes are responsible for determining a large number of human characteristics including sex, your hair color, your eye color. I mean, all kinds of different things. It's amazing to me. You know, I have a almost a 19-year-old daughter and almost a 16-year-old son. That's crazy, by the way. My son is going to have his driver's license here on the 10th of January. Scary. But at some point, you know, my kids are being taught this garbage. And so are your kids. In these liberal kook professors, in these indoctrination institutions, are bringing this rubbish up. And I'm going to finish with this. Because the, if the chromosome things aren't enough, a San Diego State professor said that farmers markets are white spaces that oppress minorities. Yes. Because only white people eat produce. This is so absurd. Two professors from San Diego State University argue in a recently published academic work of garbage that farmers markets are insidious white spaces that oppress minorities through gentrification. Farmers markets are often white spaces where the food consumption habits of white people are normalized. Since when 
did it did it become racist by the food that I eat? Do black people not eat carrots, apples, tomatoes, green beans? I mean, it's now racist. It's a white space. I mean, what are the do these people just sit around and think of ways to be offended? A farmer's market is oppressing. It's a white space that oppresses minorities. So blacks, Hispanics, Asians, they don't eat produce. (laughs) They don't eat fruit. I mean, that's absurd. It is so absurd. It's past absurdity. But yet, these are the professors that are teaching our children. These are the professors that are training your kids to be reliable and educated adults in the real world. Think about that for a second. And yet they've got time on their hands to figure out if a farmer's market is oppressing minorities. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm befaffled. I'm, I'm, I can't even, I'm baffled. I'm, I'm befuddled. I, I said befuddled and baffled and I put them together. I was so befaffled. It's a new word. It's insane, and all kinds of common sense is thrown out the window. But, hey, it's the left, and I've got one minute left. What the heck happened to this show? Look, I want to say from my family to yours, I hope you had a great new year. Be careful out there. Behave yourself. Uber's out there, Lyft, all those things. They don't pay me. But if you drink too much, get a ride home. Let's all make it home safely in the new year so you can come back January 2nd for an all-new revamped conservative cartel. We've got all kinds of great things lined up. We'll be on Right Wing News' Facebook page, the political cowboy Chad Prather. We want to give a shout-out to him. He's in Tulsa tonight, but we appreciate the fact that he allows us to use his page. Look, guys, have a happy new year. Be careful. I'll see you January 2nd. Cartel, out. This is The Conservative Cartel with Matt Locke and Rocky Stucci, only on the Blaze Radio Network. 